You have to be Mark careful what? what you say because we're always recording. That is true. And you never know what I'm going to say. This is Longbox Heroes After Dark, <laughs> number 195. <laughs> oh, I always like sneaking that in on me. Mm-hmm. Trying to make sure I'm awake. Yeah, sometimes you say a key word or a key phrase and I have to put another note down for myself. Baba booey, baba booey. Right. Something in code there at the end. <laughs> right. Oh, good stuff. So even though we don't have them on the line, um, I got multiple lengthy emails from the fancy <laughs> gentleman this past week. <laughs> he was drinking in Vegas? I guess. Oh. I was getting Friday, uh, was this, not Friday night, like Saturday night emails? Mm-hmm. Uh, from the fancy gentleman when he absolutely should have been doing anything but while he was in Vegas. Who knows? He might have been, you know, playing 21. Mm-hmm. Be like, hold on. I got to talk to my boy. <laughs> right. So he was just uh, giving me his uh, life backstory in the world of uh, professional <laughs> wrestling. A lot of things I didn't know, and I wonder if you know as well. But maybe you do. I don't know what... You know, I know you enjoy talking about wrestling. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Right. So, I don't know how much I know. All right. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, okay. And Spoilers. I don't, want to, I don't want to bother him because he's supposed to be enjoying his time in Vegas. Well, he's done now. Is he last on his way home? He, last night he was on his way home, so I guess he, he made it. Uh-huh. Uh, because, I don't know, it was like in the middle of the night and he was like, hey, in Vegas, you got to go from, you got to go from Vegas to Frisco to fly to, to, to uh, Pennsylvania. Right. So I know he was like, oh, on the way back. And that only takes a couple hours. So I, hopefully he made it. I haven't seen any news about anything, you know, tragic or anything like that. So I think we're good. Right. I sure hope he's alive. Oh, for the sake of the network. He's going to be what what takes this to the next level. Maybe I was li- I've been listening to a lot more podcasts uh, lately, amongst many other things, and uh, they were saying that these folks that do the advertising on podcasts mm-hmm. tell you that once you're able to sustain a thousand downloads, that's right. when these companies will talk to you. When the sharks come a cruising, yes, but it's the same sharks. For the same podcast, and obviously you don't listen to podcasts, and every now and then there'll be like a new cycle of advertising on podcasts. There's like some sort of new knockoff Viagra. Oh, yeah, I know that one. I mean, I've heard of that one. Uh Um, And again, I don't want to – I'm sure they're a fine product. I'm sure there'll be a sponsor here someday. That is true. It was about a month or so ago where all of the podcasts all start having the same ad read for the same item. It's like, oh, whoever the whoever the company that does the ad rates for these podcasts must have all gotten that same memo. It's like, oh, these are a new sponsor, you know? Mm-hmm. Like your 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 stamps and your let's see, what else is there? There's mattresses. Right. We've done we've done this before where we've talked mm-hmm. about all the other sponsors on there and that's why i would always try and send stuff out to like different things or at least comic thematic stuff and we had some limited success i would say but you know the podcast market is very crowded it is i mean we were ahead of the curve years ago but i don't know we just we just couldn't make it work Mm -hmm. 
we were, you know, we're on the bubble. I think what ruined us was your name change. That's what ruined us. Right. <laughs> That's what brought us down. We had all that name recognition. Mm-hmm. And then who's this Joe fucking supposed to? Right. And that's we, and what was that uh, uh, from this past weekend? Uh, Jason Kirk of many of the other shows in the network, um, executive producer of other shows, not on the network, was saying that he's like, oh, "I'm gonna have to put a post-it now." It's like, no, for for the rest of my life on this podcast, I'm going to be Joe Sposto. I'm not gonna switch back here for that. You know, whether wherever my fates may take me elsewhere. What if what if you blow up and you go to, you know, WWE as Leonard F. Chikarson? What are you going to do then? Well, that's going to be a whole other kettle of fish. But uh, I, I, my, my aspirations are barely to leave my house. That is true. Let that alone true. to go to New York, which is strangely located in Stamford, Connecticut. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the thing in the in the world of professional wrestling, you would call if you were going to WWF. It's like, oh, you got the call to go to New York. Oh, I got you. But their corporate offices are in Stamford, Connecticut. It's like when you go to when you know you're a sports guy and you get called up to ESPN. They say you're off to Bristol. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. That's where I guess their their headquarters is. Like you could, you know, if you're like a Florida guy covering Florida stuff, you could still do stuff there and, you know, be on the, on the thing. But if you're at the actual headquarters, it's in Bristol where they have a lot of their studios and stuff like that. So mm. that's where I always, Bristol, Connecticut. Right. I think Bristol and Stamford are relatively close to each other. Well, that's why they're in bed together with this sports and sports entertainment. Right. They've been in bed for a while. I remember. I, know, I hate it. Huh? I hate it. I remember going back all the way to like 1995. They were doing commercials that had The Undertaker and King Kong Bundy and stuff in them. Well, I'm actually just talking about on their like sports, like net, like on their shows. Like when Jonathan Coachman went over to mm-hmm. ESPN, that's when it got dirty as far as I was concerned. They got yeah. filthy. I was like, I don't need this shit in my sports. <laughs> oh. And we've talked about this before. I don't like when wrestling shows up on bleeding cool oh i hate that i oh it meticulated the other day because i've this is my workaround todd Mm -hmm. if you want to know the secret kayfabe thing to do and i i know you do uh your things as some sort of different feed or some nonsense like that Mm -hmm. but instead of going to uh bleedingcool.com if you just go to bleedingcool.com slash category slash comics (laughs) it just pulls up that column right right except when they sneak raw spoilers over into the comic side because whoever codes their website doesn't know what the hell they're doing or maybe they think it's part of the you know this wwe comic book oh you gotta get some of those results out there so they know what's hot in the next book i guess i don't know and that's the thing and like I don't, and again, it, it's, it's a fine site. There's good people who work on it. <laughs> what I, I like is when, what I really liked was when football creeped into Bleeding Cool. Uh-huh. That's when it really got good. 
But now that... the world, the the world wrestling entertainment stuff is appearing on all three columns. There's a new Even... story on on the films, the film and TV side. There's several stories on the games side, and there's the raw spoiler from the other night still on the comic side. There's a raw spoiler. Well, don't ruin it for me. I haven't watched it yet. What the hell was your cute name for Dean Ambrose? Did you have some cute name for Dean Ambrose that I'm forgetting? I don't think I ever had a name for Dean Ambrose. Right, because they were the hot cops. Right. And then there was... Italian precipitation. Right. And then there was Keep Rollins, Rollins, Rollins. Right. And I forget if there was one for Dean Ambrose. But Dean Ambrose is back, everybody. Oh, the guy who I think is Wolverine in the WWE universe. Okay. If he just had the hair, pointy hair, oh my god, he would be perfect. Give him the snickety snick boom boom. And that's your that's your gimmick right there. He, Potato salad and claws. I was gonna say he he shaved his head. He has like a buzz cut now. Oh, right. the worst. And he and uh, I think mon- this past Monday was day eighty nine of a ninety day uh, period. <laughs> okay. Based on um, his upper body business kid. Well, I think I know what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Speculation. I don't know for sure. Maybe he should wear a special onesie. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's uh, that's on day 91. Okay. We have to wear the special compression shorts. and <laughs> Right. Right, right. See, the, now you're this is This isn't 2002 where we could do that sort of thing and nobody gets away with it. Things are watched a little bit closer in 2018. <sighs> but, but not I'm that glad. close. But not that close. I, for one, am glad because I want to see my sports entertainment be a clean sports entertainment. That's right. No Listen, if, if Sylvester Stallone could be gassed to the gills where he could barely move as well when he does his Expendables films, why can't all my favorite sports entertainers as well? Personally, my favorite, I was watching TV the other day, and the uh, the uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie classic Hercules was on. Okay. Where Dwayne the Rock Johnson obviously just worked out night and day and had no help to get that, that hulking body that he had. Sure. Which, which I think was probably the biggest I've ever seen him. And I want to know what his workout regimen was because that is that is just that is one you know peak perfection of a body. I will say that the Rock does work out very hard. A lot of his Instagram is him working out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I will not disparage the good name of the Rock on this podcast, though. I like the Rock. As long as he doesn't do any promos during like big pay per views, like you know, with too much. You know, Red Bull and <laughs> I forget how the hell I worked it in, but I mentioned uh, Spectrox on uh, the commentary for Chikara this past weekend as well. <laughs> Fantastic. I work in all it- sorts of shit that's just jokes for me or one person or even less people that'll never hear it. Yourself in that company. How do you know I won't listen to a Chikara show? I'm pretty sure I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure that that's not going to happen. Oh, tomorrow I, I was, go, so go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. I said I was cleaning my slate for tomorrow to listen to some Chikara commentary by my good buddy Joe Sposto, mm-hmm. who I've heard Chikara isn't Chikara without the vo- the golden pipes of uh, Leonard F. Chikara. That's what a few people seem to think. 
more than a few. As we all know, one person on social media means one million people. Well, so I'll I'll say this, and then I'll move on to the same subject. <laughs> okay. Whilst I have never seen him eat a steak wrap, mm-hmm. and or say, "God damn, pal." It doesn't matter if it's four million people that feel that way. At the end of the day, it only matters if one person feels that way. Oh, okay. And that's what it means at the end of the day. Because the way I said it, I even said it on social media. To me, the Chikara Hall of Fame is only two men, Joe. (laughs) Two men. Leonard F. Chikarison Mm -hmm. and Martin Short. Right. And listen, thinking about it, you know, for Chikara's been around for... 16 years, and of that 16 years, I was the voice of it for 13, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura were the ver- voice of World Wrestling Entertainment for a much shorter period of time, and a lot of people consider them like their commentary team, or, you know, Gorilla and Bobby, or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's all one person's decision, is what it really is. Yeah. That being said, um, and again, as of this recording, I have no idea if and when I will return. When uh, I did my return in May, I was not expecting to return in August. I assumed it was one and done, and I put it out of my head. Um, but I did have someone <laughs> say to me this past weekend... And if you can't figure out who it is, I'll tell you off air, of course. They said that they hope that I do get booked for King of Trios. Mm -hmm. Because that means there's a chance you might show up. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. If you get booked for Trios, I guarantee at least a one-day appearance. Well, I'll say this. Whether I'm booked for King of Trios or not, Mm -hmm. uh, that weekend, I don't know which day... The sheets down the road from Easton is where I'm having my uh, competing convention with the Bullet Boys and uh, Dusty's other kid and the the GDMF wrestler who fights girls and blow-up dolls. It's just going to be in the parking lot of a sheets in between two of the shows. Mm. Called Do we have a name? It's called Swole In. Uh, I was wondering if we had a name yes. that I that I already knew in no way was going to step on while you did it. So so far, it's me, my buddy Kevin, and my buddy Mike. We're the only people that are going to be there. Well, you know what? Put me on the poster. Oh boy, that's a get. <laughs> that is because I know I mean, the I... other competing one that I won't mention the name of. Um. Well, I'm not going to go too far into that, but I'm going to guess that one of the people that they had booked to show up at their uh, their low-rent t-shirt shop on Thursday might not be showing up. Okay. All Since inside he's being sued stuff. by the guy who owns a quarter of that company. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh. Ugh, all I know is... All if, I if... know is... If I'm gonna be at Swollen, yes, I want to be. I want to be below the title, below sheets, but above everybody else. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll give the 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 the, the your event the top bill, and then all right, it's in the sheets parking lot, so you have to give sheets the second bill. But then I want to be 
above everybody but say you. You could be like the star because like you are, you know, you are a you I are am a swollen. You oh you Ooh, the two of us are swollen. <laughs> we're we're swole in for life, Joe. Are you doing the hand signal while you do that? Yeah, and then I'm doing the wolf kisses too oh, okay, with my hands. Because I know what the hell you were talking about. You know the wolf kisses. That's right. my favorite. I like to I like to rotate the hands back and forth like they're really getting into it. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> But yeah, so who knows what's going to happen with the, my future in the world of professional wrestling. I'm sure I'll get a, I'm sure I'll get a text, uh, less than 24 hours beforehand of whether or not I'm going to be there or not. So we'll find out. Who knows? Oh, and then 23 hours before I want to know. Right. So we shall see. And then, um, ne- oh, is there something else? Oh, this is like from two weeks ago. I just want to mention this real quickly. Um, okay. It was a uh, spinning out of conversation from me being on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to talk about it last week, but then we talked about going to Knoebels for the surprise birthday party. Right. Tipping. Cow tipping? No, not cow tipping, God damn it! Tipping for service, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um even if you're not a multimillionaire that used to have his own helicopter named after him, like me, mm-hmm. um, even if you're just some schmuck that has a regular 930 to 6 job at a super secret science facility, um, you know, and you're tipping on, on the reg less than 25%, then stop going out and doing stuff. Less than 25 I start at 25. I, okay. Tipping, I tip at 20 and that's where I, that's where I go. Okay. 20 all the time. And uh, you know what? And that's, that's respectable. Right. But now I'll even, you know, right. the, you know, you go to the place and get, if there's a tip jar there, mm-hmm. no matter where I am, I'm throwing at least a buck in. Well, now tip jars are a different story. Mm-hmm. It depends. Okay, so now every morning, I go and I get my bagel. Right. And I walk in. They know who I am. They, you know, they. It's an egg bagel toasted dark with cream cheese. That's that should be called the Todd on the wall. You know what I mean? And they have a tip jar, and I'm give me a Todd. Todd. (laughs) Um, they get you know it's it's a dollar ninety two for a bagel with cream cheese. They, they, if they, if I go in and I sit down and I have them serve it to me, mm-hmm. I throw money in the tip jar. Okay. If I walk up to the counter, go, I want my bagel. Is it to go? Which is most mornings. Yes, it's to go. Then I give them two dollars, and I and I walk out the door. Okay. So like, or I'll you know if they give me the sometimes they give me the change back, but I will not tip if it's just put in a bag and I walk out the door. If I sit. And they bring it to my table, then I put money in the tip jar. Mm-hmm. Now this is and this is my mindset. Okay, uh, I would. There was a time when I had a standing order at one of the local diners. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the Joe omelet, <laughs> which was uh, you know your regular three egg omelet with uh, 
uh, onions, bacon, and spinach. Ooh, delightful. It was very good. And it was to go. I would call in. They'd see my number. They'd say the usual. And I would say yes. And I would go and pick that up. And that would come out to be like $7 and some, 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 some change, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say it was like 8 bucks. I would just give them a 10 and I'm good. Okay. Uh, when I would get my Chinese from the Chinese place, even when I would go and pick it up, right? Again, my standing order. This is another thing to do. If there's a place that you go to all the time that's a, like an off-the-beaten-path that's not a chain, this is – and I hate this verbiage, but I have to say it. This is a Joe life hack. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, make your order known in any way that you can, right? Right. Like I would go to the uh, Chinese place and I would get the lunch special. Which was, you know, whatever the lunch special was, um, usually I would get, like, the uh, the chicken and broccoli, right? Mm-hmm. Sauce on the side, and instead of the pork fried rice that it comes with, the shrimp fried rice. Oh, you're a man after my own broken, destroyed heart. Okay, but sauce on the side, because they, they put too much of that sauce in, I only need a little sauce, right? Right. So I go there, there's the dollar upgrade for the, the shrimp fried rice. Mm-hmm. So now that's seven dollars with tax. That's eight. I would just go and give them. That's ten bucks. Even when I'm going to pick it up, I just give them ten bucks. That's it. But the thing is, because that's just enough of a little bit of a different of an order. It's not like too crazy outside the box. It's not like, well, I want the rice prepared separately and put it in a different box. It's just like whatever the normal lunch order is: sauce on the side, which is a little less work for them, and shrimp fried rice instead of pork fried rice. Okay. You call, you start that order, they finish it for you, they know your order, and they will never fuck it up. Okay. Like, whatever your thing is that you get somewhere, add just a little wrinkle to it, and always do it, and then once you make that order and they finish your order for you, they'll never fuck it up again. I I believe that because there's a lot of places that I have that, you know what I mean? But it's just like I, I'm like eight bucks. I'm tipping two bucks, or you know, whatever it is. Right. It's just the way that right, I, so I'm a dirtbag. No, I'm not saying that you're a dirtbag. I know far too many people that I've gone out to eat with that I don't go out to eat with anymore <laughs> because I was having to tip forty percent because they were tipping five oh. percent. I. I could tell you horror stories. Did I ever tell you about the Christmas story? I could tell story? you horror stories. Did I ever tell you the Christmas story with the with the low baller? There was a guy in our group that was a low baller on everything. Like no. he would literally go out to a Chinese buffet mm-hmm. with three people, him and two other people, and the check would be short. And he'd be like, how can the fucking check be short on the buffet? It's nine eighty nine for each of us. We've all got sodas. That's a dollar. That's $11. So at least, at least if you want it, well, you can get into where the tip at a buffet. It's, it's $33 and the check would be like 28. And you'd be like, how the fuck did this happen? And then later on, we would go out and it would, be, we weren't even sure if we, we would go out with this person and they'd be like, oh, well, all right, give me all the cash and then I'll put it on my card. 
because I need cash. And we're like, all right. And we weren't sure if they were actually giving them the tip, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So then one day we went out for Christmas, right? And we went to Cooper's. And me and and you know Ralph. Ralph was there. And me and Ralph decided we are splurging. We got, we got uh, lobster tail with petite lobsters on the side, dozen clams. Like we just went nuts. We're like, I don't care. I got, I got money to burn tonight and we're burning it. So we ate and there was about 10 or 12 of us or whatever. We all went out for Christmas dinner and the check comes around and this guy gets it, nameless guy gets it, and he does it, and he throws in, and he he's like the first guy. So we, he got the check first, so you can't even fuck around with what this person's throwing in. And immediately Ralph gets the check next, and he's got it in his hand, and he counts the money, and he's like, and now we're in a crowded, like, two days, a day before Christmas, in a restaurant, you know Cooper's, and he just goes, not today, not on fucking Christmas. <laughs> you're not shorting the fucking check, right? Everybody oh. in the restaurants, you could hear, you could literally hear the fucking record screech and everybody turn. He's like, what? Are you counting my money? Yes, I'm counting your money because every fucking time you're short on the bill. Here's what you had. Nobody's put in yet. You had this, this, this. It doesn't even cover. <laughs> like what? What you got? Never mind. Tip. Well, I don't. I thought I must have made a mistake, and it just going on. And we were crap. And then we had to go out into a bar and exchange gifts after that. <laughs> it was frosty that night, Joe. Oh, but in the end, it all it all worked out because honestly, when we go out with and I go out with my friends, we all tip twenty pretty much twenty percent, unless a server is like. Comp- not, not inept. I'm not going to say inept because sometimes they can't control what happens in the kitchen. But if they are like, like blah, 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 you're not getting the full tip. But otherwise, everywhere we go, and there's been places that uh, we've had friends who dated people who worked in the place, and they're like, they love when we come in because we tip 20% all the time. And apparently, that's really good in the service industry. Right. But, sorry. I had to go off on a tangent there. No, listen, I'm with you. Um so, and just to kind of wrap things up, the last time, remember when we did our, um, the solo meal gimmick thing? Yeah. Right. So we did that. And how many of us were there? There was five of us. Yeah. There was me, you, our good buddy, DJ, Matt and Scott. Did Josh join us or no? No, that was something different, I think. And I know we all at least tipped at least three bucks each. Okay. And that waitress was like, we were walking out the door and she was thanking us. Like, if you're working at a Denny's, you're going to get shit tips to begin with. Mm -hmm. But, like, what did that $3, like, at the end of the day, not to say, like, oh, well, you know, oh, I made that girl's day. But, again, listen, you throw that buck in the thing when you're picking up your coffee at, like, Starbucks or whatever it is. You're spending mm-hmm. $7 on a goddamn coffee. What's an extra dollar at that point? Oh, I agree. There's many times, um, I can't think of the restaurant that's down in the, in the, in South Side by the bowling alley, the Italian one, mm-hmm. um, where that's where we used to always go. And I don't know how many times as we were leaving, the, they'd be like, thank you, thank you. We're like, yeah, you know what? We got food. We enjoyed it. You, you know, you kept the drinks in the glass. We're, we're good to go. Right. Have a good night, you know? 
tipping. Yes. So uh, don't be a don't be a cheapskate. That's all. Right. When we go to our IHOP dinner, we'll have to tip big. Oh, of course. And we're not um, we're not doing the movie thing today. That's uh, next week where we have to we're uh, announcing my movie, right? Yep, that's right. We're doing a movie announcement next week. All right. Uh, so yeah, this ended up being a little bit longer than I thought it would be, but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This was episode one ninety five of Longbox Heroes After Dark. 